own triplex and condo. So uh, I just want to get if you had to do it again, what would yeah. you pick? So I'm definitely looking at like I will I will do it again and I'll do it again and again. And I had a call this morning um, with a lender get, and I'm going to be buying. You're tuned in to Boardwalk Talks with Monopoly Group Toronto, where we give you the latest news, tips, and tricks all about real estate investing so that you too can climb the property ladder. Visit us at torontomonopoly.ca. All right, guys, welcome to our podcast. We're so excited for this with my boy, Donnie Mangos. Hello, hello. And this is like he's eating a banana. <laughs> for those that are listening, this clown planned to bring a banana and took a bite out of a banana. And the whole point of this is it's a don't go bananas, go mangoes kind of scenario. Look, one bite and you threw it away? No, I saw it. Well, I didn't look <laughs> it for the show, right? I for the podcast. <laughs> Man, you look cool with a banana. The thing is, you look, everything, everything about you, you always look so cool, Ken. Thanks, buddy. You too, man. I'm only learning from the best. <laughs> if you see us right now, Kenny is obviously four-piece suit here. <laughs> four jeans. Okay, no. Jeans. Yeah, you are wearing jeans. And he's even got like the fancy AirPods, which, by the way, I have, and they're amazing, Kenny. But I'm like on this ghetto system right now. You're on the saving money thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm being efficient. I'm being like, I'm trying to use my money wisely. I'm trying to invest my money. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And that's where we're anyway, going today with this. That's exactly it. So we all know why we love real estate investing, you know, both yep. of us do. And it's, uh, it's, at the end of the day, it's a long-term game, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so I'm really excited for this. Actually, I've been looking forward to this for a while. So thanks for joining me on this. Uh, I guess well, I'm joining you, you joining me, whatever. Yeah, I guess. So Kenny and I both run podcasts and we're we're gonna we're gonna like multi-purpose this recording, yeah? Yeah, yeah why yeah. not? Video, podcast, whatever. It'll be everywhere. So, so 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up with the millennials. <laughs> anyway, so today's thing is we're going head to head between uh, Donnie and I. Um, you know, if you guys listen to me, I'm all about the condo investing and Donnie's about the triplex investing, right? Duplex triplexes. Right. Yep. And uh, we've both done both. So you have both. It's not to say that you know, I only believe in condos and Donnie only believes in, in triplexes, right? Right. No, I, I, I there's, there's a definitely good reasons, many good reasons why you should buy new condos. Um, it's just, I happen to have, a, I happen to have an affinity towards this other type. Okay. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Why? Sure, buddy. Um, okay, a few reasons why, so we, we all understand what a, a duplex triplex is. It's, it's basically having more than one renter in one property. So, as a landlord, it's it's one site with three separate incomes, uh, or two separate incomes, or four separate incomes, whatever. I'm going to use triplex for the purposes of this podcast, just to keep things simple and not repeat myself. But there's three different units paying me from from one property. So as an ease of management, that's one visit I need to make for three properties. So there's economies of scale there. But also on the cash flow side, if that tenant leaves. If one tenant leaves and it's in a condo, 100% of it's vacant and I don't have other income to help you know, carry the cost or offset while I'm, while I'm trying to find the next tenant. But in a three unit house, you know, if one person leaves, I still got two others paying. Uh, so I like the economies of scale that this model gives me. And I love that too. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the reason why everyone wants to do uh, multi-unit. Multi-unit. Totally. Yes. Right? Yeah. The only thing is the, the cost of entry in Toronto. So what's a typical triplex cost you? Um, so I use the term triplex to mean three unit homes. Okay. And I think the city would look at it a little bit differently and say triplex is like a purpose built thing where there's three above ground units. I'm not, I'm not getting into this legality and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, if yeah. you were to buy a three unit home, depending on where you go, of course, you could spend $2 million on a three unit home. You could spend 
700 grand, 750 on a on a really poor three unit home. Uh, but that's the that's the minimum like entry point for a shitty property. Okay, well, watch your language, yeah. buddy. Uh, Why? <laughs> let's go over eighteen. Okay, that's good. <laughs> eighteen plus podcast. So here we gotta change it. <laughs> Mine okay. has an okay. e on it. Listen, because I, 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 you know this. Is it really? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, I know that about you. I didn't know that about the podcast. Anyway, <laughs> so what would you say uh, a price per door would be in your uh, in your kind of samples? Um, it, it'll it'll run you about three hundred grand for a, for a decent for a decent rental. So each door will run you about 300 grand. So it's the barriers to entry. It's cheaper than a condo would be. Like in your world, it's, it's a very different, it's a very different number, but you need to buy more of just one. Like you, you can't just get one unit. You need to buy, you need to buy a three unit home. So okay. yeah, so there's, there are barriers to entry and it, it's, it's the affordability is the reason why a lot of my clients can't get into that and they go the condo route. It's hard to get it, it's harder to get into. Right, right, right. And you know our path, right? We start with condos first and uh, then eventually move up to, you know, multifamily homes as well too. Multi totally. Homes. Yep. So um, you say about 2 million bucks. What, what would you say the yield is? What kind of rent are you looking at? So let's use a, let's use, let's use a, mo a model of a million dollars. And I think maybe what that might help if you're talking about condos at 500 grand, then it's easy multiplier for us to try and compare. Um, for a million bucks, if I could find a property that's going to carry, that's going to rent for more than $5,000 a month, it, it's it's worth me looking into at that point. Anything less than that, I'm not really interested in that property. And we live in rent control world, right? Like so, you sometimes you can't change what those rents are if somebody's already in that property. So sometimes you might have a property listed for a million bucks and it's pulling in three grand a month. That's not a winner for me. So not every property can qualify for to be good enough for me to look at. So I want minimum five grand before I'll start investigating the property. So sixteen hundred bucks a month, sixteen sixty six a month is what you're looking at for five grand rental income for three yeah. units. For yeah, three. yeah, precisely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so five grand divide that by let's call it a million bucks. And that's realistic. This guy has a calculator, everybody. He's got an actual calculator. Like it's probably does. Look not? at this thing. You need it. <laughs> I forgot what those looked like. Okay, so sixty grand. Let's call sixty grand a a year, uh, a year in income, right? Divide yeah. that by a million bucks. What's that? We're talking about six percent cap rate. Is that realistic? Uh, it absolutely is. So my mom, I do things a bit differently. You can't. It's hard to find that option that exists where like you and I could just help clients find that property and buy it and move on. I have to create these oftentimes. So I I buy something that's not that vacant, change it, and then work on financing after that, and then I can get that model to work. Okay, and then you yeah, renovate it, it, it and all that. Yeah, but you, you know, you, you led this discussion by saying it's a long-term game. Yeah, it is, man. And including even the short-term is a long-term game because I have to, I need to build it out to that point where it's working. And then the years will do its thing to make it an amazing investment, of course. Anything that we do, by the way, like in Toronto, I'm very, I'm very much a firm believer. Anything we buy is a great long-term game for sure because properties mm -hmm. are, they're not headed down in Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, so all these properties are good. I just... Feel like yeah it's hard to find that property that i'm talking about but i need to create it so that's how it's it's a tougher tougher angle okay so i mean how would that work you buy you buy an eight hundred thousand uh tribe or a building sure. so I'll buy, I'll buy i'll buy yep we just helped the client right now he just bought it for 618 for a duplex so it's a bungalow and it's got a, a basement um we bought it for 618 we'll put in 50 so we'll be in it for 670 call it Closing costs, blah blah blah. It'll probably be it'll probably appraise at seven fifty, maybe even eight when we're all said and done. And he would get it financed on eighty percent of that future value. So eighty percent of eight hundred thousand. 
which is 640, right? He would get, he would have bought it for 618, put in 50, and the bank's gonna give him back 640 when it's all said and done. So he's in it for a lot less, and he's got an income producing property that is Whoa. perfect with tenants that we want. It seems so, so unreal, man, to get it that. So by the way, it, it, it exists. No, we, this has happened. Like we just closed on it uh, last week. Awesome. And, um, this is what we do. Not that I'm trying to take away your audience here, but I have a, I actually no, no, run, no, it's okay. it's me. <laughs> I run a program, like my listeners would know, mangosmethod.com, where I kind of show you the ins and outs on how to pull this off, how to do this. It does take patience, it does take money, yeah. um, and then, but it, you know, in six months out, you're in a lot better financial spot than you are as you're going through that six months. Okay, so what area would these homes typically be in? Um, you, gotta leave, you gotta leave downtown, you gotta go to Scarborough and Etobicoke uh, before you can find these homes that are in this prices. If you're talking about uh, the, the you know, three units that were that are a little bit higher priced, under a million dollars, I wanna keep it somewhere near transit lines for sure. I wanna keep it where there's, the tenant profile is gonna match. I happen to love, and not many people are gonna agree with me, St. Clair, Old Weston, St. Clair and Kiel, like by the junction there, but a little further north and uh, east. I happen to like it there because I, I'm looking at Smart Track. I know what's happening with these routes and where they're headed, where like in terms of commuters and all that kind of stuff, and where they're creating stations and all that. So I'm very much long-term game, thinking about where the money's gonna be in the future, and I'm trying to get those things now. And those options exist in these in these kinds of markets. Kennedy and um, Kennedy and Lawrence, I believe it is, has a station coming up as well. Yeah. Things, like I mean, I'm looking at kind of like what your boy uh, Don Campbell does with um, with Rain. Like he looks at where is infrastructure headed and uses that as a big motive uh, for where to invest. I'm looking at the same thing, but sure. within Toronto. Sure. I so, mean, I'd love, I'd love to own in like the Little League, you know what I mean? I'd love to own a property there, but I'm not gonna spend one and a half million dollars for a poorly producing property, hoping that it's gonna be amazing at some point. Plus you gotta spend, uh, what, 100, 200 grand to get all rid of everything, dig it down. Oh my God, man. And they, like in logistics, like Kenny and I do renovations as well. Uh, the logistics, think about like bringing garbage bins and stuff like that and the crew hates you because it's parking is a, an issue, all that kind of stuff. So you deal with headaches and it's a little more uncertainty, but it's, it's big risk, big reward. I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to chance it that way. I like, you know, a little bit more stability. Okay. So one thing I'm concerned about is the tenant profile as well too, right? And, and the management of it. So you guys have a management, uh, property manager, which is great. Or if yeah. not, if you don't have one that you can hire one from someone else, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you factor that into your costs as well too, into your budget. Do your model? We not not everybody wants to do that, so we, we don't really we, we don't bake it in there. If they want us to do that, like to our clients, yeah, we'll absolutely put in those costs as well for property management. So it's literally a turnkey. Like what what you're describing is kind of like you know when you said that with the financial planner and the dude's like, okay, here's your here's what we're gonna invest you in these mutual funds, whatever. You just kind of sign and you walk away, and then you look at your statements every year. I, I think you and I both subscribe to that model where that could exist as well for the real estate world. You don't have to get, get too involved with management or selection or any of this stuff. We have guys like us that can do this for you and you could just stay home. You could live in a different country, wouldn't matter. For sure. So we could we could build it in, yeah, there's some costs associated with it, but there's also freedom that's associated with it. Yep, 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 yep. So I do, we do the same thing on our side as well too, but uh, we do it with downtown condos, right? And the reason yeah. why we like that is because of the, the, the tenant profile. Tenant profile, dude. Yeah, hit Yahtzee for sure. Like it's, that is the perfect tenant profile downtown. Yeah, so we're getting 2,400 bucks a month on average for a one bedroom condo, you know, 3,200 for two bedroom condos. And uh, yeah, like the, the, the income are generally higher, right? We make sure it's a third of the, um, of the rent is their, their housing yeah. cost. 
Yep. Right. So to make sure their income is three times what the rent is on the gross income. And then, um, yeah, usually we get those filled out just like that. I think the upside is better in terms of uh, resale because that's where the demand is, right? Yeah, um, affordability is there too. Yeah, no, I, I think multiplex is better because uh, in, in terms of the upside, because you can you can force appreciation really, right? Based on higher rents and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just, um, I like control as well. Like I'm not a control freak, but I do like control of the investment. And and I could just do a bit more what I, without permission um, on a freehold side than I can on the condo side. Like right, I, you can essentially turn them to Airbnbs if you wanted to. For example, yeah, totally like that. Or I could move a kitchen. I could split up a house sideways as opposed to up. And I could I could do things that are just not going to be allowed on a on a condo. It's fine. It just it's just just different. These are yeah. like we're, we're talking about like this is not really a head to head battle kind of thing because both of these are great. I mean, they are, I mean, yeah, you and I battle, but I mean, this is about <laughs> they're great. They're both great options. It's not like yeah. one of them is terrible. They're we're talking about comparing what I think is good versus great, as opposed to don't do that. Right? Like, there's Definitely, I, buying a condo is the right thing for a lot of my clients and a lot of your clients. Absolutely, I happen to like the returns, bananas. I happen bananas to like mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to like more of the, the multi-unit for for different reasons. Like tenant profile is definitely important to me, and then that's why I'll be very careful when I bring people into the property. But I just like having the ability to have the assurance of rent continuity. Like it's, it's someone someone's going to be there regardless like it's not all three are going to leave at the same time it's going to yeah, be for sure your economies of scale I like that. Yeah. yeah your economy scale are, are bigger as well too right so you're totally. one property manager you go one for three units as opposed to yep three places at once you know but um what, what about the thing i don't like about uh the vacancy part is that if you ever decide to sell how's that going to work out right so you want to make yeah. sure everyone's vacant first so the same problem i described earlier right like this could be a pro if, if none of my tenants leave for these properties and 20 years out and they've been rent controlled coverage uh covered all that time then yeah like then i'm in exactly the same spot of the bad scenario i just described a minute ago right, right. um that's a risk for sure and i mean we all kind of are it's just it, now it's compounded because now i have three of them in one property and you have one that's been right. there forever yeah right right so it's probably easier to kick them out but in, sense, yeah right? but like dude you've seen the rates of return on on appreciation so okay that's not going to be a terrible problem. My, me as an investor, my carrying costs are going to go down each year because they're paying off the property and all that. Kind of, so it's not like I'm going to be in a bad spot 20 years from now. Maybe I can't maximize how much I sell it for by 50 grand or 100 grand at that point. Who knows? But I've done very well for 20 years in paying that property off and collecting money each month. For so, sure. I think I think everyone, either way you go, it's it's uh, you can do really well in the long term. But it's just a question. So if for the audience, right? I mean, if they were to pick one uh, investment, we'll, 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 how do we do it? Would you pick condo investing or do a, yeah, I know we should do a poll. How do we do a poll on an audio podcast? I don't know. I don't See, know. I would leave it to you to figure out because for those of on my side, this guy is like, he knows everything about everything. Kenny knows everything about everything. What? No. Even the video in the back says Kenneth M, broker of record. See that sign back just, Broker of oh, record. It's just my sign. He's the I'm boss. He is <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, buddy. Uh, you, you own both. You own, you own triplexes and condos. So. I just want to get, if you had to do it again, what would yeah. you pick? So I'm definitely looking at like I will I will do it again and I'll do it again and again. And I had a call this morning um, with a lender get and I'm going to be buying a multi unit. There's no question in my mind. Yeah. Okay. I'm going you're to long term your holding pattern and you're not gonna sell anytime soon, so you're not gonna wait for vacancies or anything like that. Correct. You have cash I, flow. Yeah, I I just I love I love that angle of it. Having said that, I have a new condo coming up in February that'll be ready and I'll have to I'll own that. You know, so like I have both feet in the game for sure, but I really 
if I'm starting from scratch right now, I'm absolutely buying a three-unit house. Really? Just without, start. Question. Okay. without question. Okay. Sounds good. I mean, I, I'm going to challenge you the other way around, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, both are great, obviously. So just for the audience watching, um, you know, either in Toronto, downtown Toronto, or anywhere in Toronto, uh, condo, downtown condo versus a triplex somewhere else outside of Toronto, right? So yeah. if you had to pick one, I mean, they're both great. It doesn't matter. Just do something at the end of the day. Um, yeah. but I think both are great. So for our, our route, it would be start with a pre-construction, you know, stag your deposits. If you don't have all, you know, 200 grand to put down in your, your first initial investment from a million bucks, you right. can do a, you know, 20,000, 30,000 at a time, and then come up with four payments, you get your 20% down and then wait, you know, four years by then, you know, by the year and a half that you save those deposits, you'll continue to save. I think you'll, you'll create some good habits and save yeah. that money and eventually buy maybe even two properties, right? Yeah, it does force like that, that plan does force you to save, which is which is great because a lot of people need that discipline. So yeah, and you're creating wealth because you're buying so early that it's going to appreciate on its own. Yeah, well, we it's hope also, so, right? Like this is an, an argument in your favor here. These builders, as they sell out the units in their inventory from their new construction, they systematically increase the prices as the inventory is, is dropping. So they are, I mean, they single-handedly control the market value Right, while they're doing, they this. absolutely artificially create. Uh, artificially, like it's not really a market. Market is like a, but anyways. So they are doing this, and they are increasing the prices. So you can, you can have absolute certainty, Kenny. If you bought your pre-construction condo today, and you're the first, you're the first one to buy in that building. Next year, I guarantee you, they're selling the units for more money, and you could say I made fifty grand or whatever because of the new pricing. So, so you have that clarity. I, I, I guess it kind of goes to, uh, you know, how passive, how active you want to be, right? With multifamily, I guess, with re especially with rentals, you know, buying, then renovating, That's then aggressive. financing, yeah. up. It's, it's very hands-on, very hands-on, right? Yeah, is, and if yeah. you have a professional like Donnie, that'd be great to, to help you manage that as yeah. well, too. But if you want really passive, just kind of set it, forget it, have full control of what you want to do, then I, I think condo is the way to go, I guess. I don't, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Like, I mean, you have to be a little bit more hands-on with, um, with a, a house because there's just things that need more attention like lawns for example right sometimes you'll find a tenant that that will absorb the responsibility of taking care of the lawns other times they won't so you know whose responsibility it becomes yours right like you can't yeah. just collect it snow removal stuff like that or um, noise yeah noise even complaint. noise between units like, like this happens yeah. because there's no property management in a in the house they, you know they can complain to you about noise they're going to call you so you know, there's a little bit more hands-onness for sure yeah. yeah and i'm okay with it like, yeah i think it's we both Okay, the investment itself is great, but I think you and I are both very particular about who we let into the investment, which kind of tenant we let in there. Like, you have to be. We, we look at so many checks. We, I don't want to deal with, I know my client's problem is not my problem, just like you feel the same way. And I don't want, yeah. I don't want to, selfishly, I don't want to deal with it either. Yeah. So I make sure that I'm very careful. And if I have any like indicator where I'm not going to be, there might be a little bit of a chance of what, I'm not going to take a chance. I'm just going to move on and find somebody else because we are in a market where people are lining up to rent these days in Toronto. Yeah, demand's really strong for sure. So we, we can, we have that ability. It's terrible if you're a tenant. Yeah, I completely, I, I'm not uh, heartless, but at the same time, this is an investment. It's not meant to be, it's not meant to be a pity thing. Like I, anyway. so it's charity. Yeah, for sure. It's not charity. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's your investment, right? And you should be projecting that investment for sure. Yeah, absolutely. totally. Yeah. But um, so getting back to condos versus multifamilies, I mean, yeah. I like condos because they're they're professionally managed as well too, right? I mean, in terms of professionally managed, you have a, a property manager for the on-site building, yeah, on-site for the entire building, not for the unit itself, but for the yeah. building, the entire building, right? So the roof, the window, all that kind of stuff is all taken care of, right? Totally changing Whereas, the furnace filters or whatever, like you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. 
that, that's right. Yeah. Whereas a freehold, you have the option to do anything you want. In it, really, totally. It's, it's your full control. Yep. So I don't think that answered any questions for anybody. Well, you have an agenda. Can, like, this is how we're gonna- I don't have an agenda. There's no agenda. You just emailed me something a little while ago. Hang on a second, watch. I don't know, it's just questions asked and you've already kind of hit everything, right? Hang on, let me, let's see what happens here. You talked about okay. parking sizes and stuff. You get this a lot, Ken. I don't want, I, I'm not gonna buy a condo because maintenance fees. And I don't have maintenance fees in the house. I get that so often, right? Yeah. How do you answer that normally? Well, do you own a home? You own a home. Me, you asking me? Yeah. I totally or, do, yeah. Client. You're a client, yeah, whatever. Client. Okay, so I'm the client now, let's, let's role play. Okay. All right. Okay. So Donnie, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I get your concern about um, the maintenance fees for a condo, but the thing is like, wh how much are you spending on maintenance in your home right now? That's a good question. I never really thought about it. Well, let me think. Last year, I had to change my roof, and that cost about five grand for just the half of the roof. Um, I had to get my furnace serviced for three hundred bucks. I had to. Oh yeah, there was a plumbing leak. I had to take care of that as well. Um, man, I never realized that. I spent about seven or eight thousand dollars, Ken. Yeah. So divide that by twelve. What is that? Seven, eight. It's called seven thousand. Just to be safe. Divide that by twelve. You're looking at five hundred eighty-three dollars a month. Right, so for for the square footage of that in a condo, obviously you can be paying a lot more for what you get in the house, right? But at the same time, you also get the amenities, and it's a lifestyle thing. You just lock your door and go in a condo, right? So, um, and, and that may not translate to you as an owner, but it would translate to the the tenant, and the tenant yeah. may want that and might be paying more for that. They actually, in right. fact, they are paying more for that. So, guess yeah, I like. I think I think the misconception here is that people think that there's no maintenance on a house, mm. and as a homeowner. And your home, like the costs are higher in the house, people. I don't know why everyone thinks that it's not. Like you get less and you're paying more. Maintenance fees are a blessing. I can't wait to move back into a condo when I retire. Yeah. So, and, and gladly pay maintenance fees so that I don't have to do this stuff. That but I don't want to. As an investment, though, as an investment, I guess that kind of shines in the same way, right? Because you don't have to worry about those sure. things, you know? But the certainty, right? Like you know for sure, all you're going to be exposed to is 580 bucks a month in maintenance fees. But right. I don't know yeah. what I'm going to be exposed to if that if there's water coming in from the foundation and you know and that's a fifteen thousand dollar fix that's a fifteen thousand dollar fix that I didn't plan for this year and there goes my there goes my gain right yeah these these are things that to make your argument even stronger condos are clear at deciding that like there's more certainty as to what what can go wrong right uh, and what your maintenance fees cover. But in a multiplex, especially when you get to the you know past three, I mean, it's like the twenty unit buildings and stuff, you can start charging for laundry as well too. You yeah, yeah, there's, there's services income, and all that. Multiple can, income streams for sure. That's right. That's right. So yeah. it's a real business, but it's just obviously the cost of barriers to entry a lot higher. I think. Yeah. You know, but uh, it does make sense. The the economy scale bigger. The, uh, the um, what was I going to say? Economy scale bigger for and, money, but also like for risk for risk risk. Uh, that's what like risk. You, it's a lot. It's easier that way. I feel like. Um, and you probably experienced the exact same thing. Condo prices, house prices were on a tear and then condo prices um, didn't really shoot up as high. And then last year, the opposite happened. House prices kind of dripped a little bit and then condo prices started coming back up. So the, the gap was widening and then the gap really shrunk. And I really feel like the next the next pull is gonna go back to freehold being more expensive than, than condos again. That's how I feel. Absolutely. So if the percentage gain is there on the freehold, then I kind of want to be in the freehold side of it just so that I can jump on that bandwagon and make money with the market. That's how I feel about that. So like it's an educated guess for sure, but that's where I'm going um, with my dollars. 
Well, it's definitely hard to predict. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's uh, the freeholders that you get land, right? So whereas condo, yeah. you're, you're buying in the air, I guess you could say, yeah. right? Or you are buying property, but it's still titled, but it's not, you don't get land. So you can't do whatever you want to it. Right. So I would actually say that freehold is cheaper per square foot. Actually, it is cheaper per square 100% foot. 100% it is, yeah. Because of location, right? Yeah. Because of location. So yeah. definitely there's a gap. It's, it depends if the gap is this big or this small. It just kind of goes like this, right? Right, yeah. So uh, in recent years, it's kind of been the condos have been going up, but there's still a gap. Yeah, yeah. Down, but they totally. right? the average price. Well, and that's what like, that's why there's more activity. Like we're seeing more volume happening on the condo side. It's because the buyer pool is larger at $500,000, $700,000. And you can't buy a lot of houses for that price. So the buyer pool exists at these affordable prices. And that's why we're seeing more and more volume activity on the condo side than we are seeing on the freehold side these days. The, but I still think the, the, appreciation percentages are going to increase on the freehold more than they are in the condo for the next little while and then when that happens the price points higher so is the so is the, the percentage increase there's more money to be made on gains where i feel right now on the freehold side so i like all the freehold has to offer including that um but again i own condos and i am not just i i think they're great they're i'm definitely more hands-off on the condo side than i am on the freehold side i just like i think the gains are I think the rewards are higher on the freehold side. Well, it's hard to say. I mean, the, the appreciation is hard to say because you don't know where it's going to go. I don't know, plus but I think the, this is my education. The cost, the cost of it's going yeah. to be higher, right? It's like For double sure. or triple the cost. But at the end of the day, the, the, there's no doubt about it. If you have multi-units, you're going to get higher cash flow, which is great. Totally. I think right. that's a, like, you, you can't go wrong. I think if you, you know, haven't, if, if you're listening to this podcast or watching this and you have not yet bought a, an investment property, you got to get into the market. Do like, it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Ken, I just came back from a client meeting um, to share this with you. And this is not uh, an abnormal um, scenario. She bought her uh, freehold townhome for six fifty, and she bought with five percent down, so thirty grand, thirty and whatever, and plus twenty thousand dollars closing cost. She's in it for fifty grand. A year and a half later, it's worth eight fifty because the house just just sold across from her at eight sixty five, eight fifty. Her fifty thousand dollars just made her two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's great. That's the difference between like that's leverage. that's leverage. Yeah, that's why I love real estate as an investment. I can only put she put down five percent because that was a principal residence. But us, when we buy properties, we're putting down twenty percent. A hundred percent of it's appreciating, though I'm only in it for twenty percent. That's of course it's, cost. Yeah, like, for sure, dude. It's for everyone that hasn't done it yet. You need to get into real estate investing because your world will. You're blown away by the returns. Well, you, you talk about something you call the un-RESP, which is a, yeah. a genius branding, right? So um, what everyone, um, let, what, what I tell everyone is that if you're, you know, if you have a new kid, anywhere from zero to five years old, you should be buying a property. Because, yep. uh, you know, if your mortgage is 25 years, right? Or even 30 years, by the time they're, you know, 30 or 35, whatever, you'd have a paid off property just by paying the mortgage. Forget about appreciation. Exactly, it doesn't matter. Goes, right? Totally, you can make nothing, nothing in 20 years, which is, we all realize is like, ridiculous but you can make nothing and still be gains. So further in ahead in gains yeah. yeah and so much more further ahead than what your yeah. RESP my RESPs RESPs suck right now like, I look yeah. at my kids RESPs yeah. I, I don't that know if you started again don't no. do it like okay no. just buy condos uh, well I dropped my RESPs a long time ago but 10 years ago I stopped paying RESPs because yeah. it, it just doesn't make sense yeah there's tax write-offs and all kind of stuff but at the same time if you pay off your mortgage just just by paying your mortgage in 25 years you have a paid off property and who yep. knows what they're going to be worth in 25 years on top of that, right? So oh, exactly, exactly. 
So we weren't de debating that. And I was hoping to get in a head to head with you about condos or triplex. <laughs> yes, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I guess it depends on your personal situation, what you're looking to, how much you can afford, yeah. um, how much you want to afford and what kind of tenant you want. There's so many different factors, right? I, I really feel like it, when, I, when I'm consulting with my clients, it's an affordability. If, if you can qualify for a multi-unit, then that's where I'm, I highly suggest you go to. And if you can't, so it's almost like I, no, I notch them as like level one, level two. And so the condos to me are, but it, different story. Um, I'm talking about resale condos for the most part. I know you deal a lot with pre-construction because you have a lot of, you have a lot of, a large network of people that are heavily involved at the early stages of condo investing. And I really feel like that's where you are with these people. There's tremendous money to be made on pre-construction when you're buying really, 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 really early. And tremendous risk though, right? For sure, I, for sure. And, and you know, because we've done transactions together with your, with those network, like with the network as yeah, well. So we've, for sure. I completely, I, I buy into it as well. It has to be the right project. I'm more forgiving of houses than I am of condos though, personally. Like I, I will only buy a select set of condos, but I'll buy any number of houses. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'd buy, oh, I guess because of the fact that you can improve it, which is pretty cool. But I, I, I would disagree with that, man, because if you buy a, uh, a condo, at the end of the day, you could buy three of them for the cost of your triplex or two of them, really. Two, two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, two of them, right? So, yeah. and, and they're better locations. You get better tenants, uh, typically, right? Because the rent is higher yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, um... okay, so. <laughs> Hey, yeah, guys, uh, sorry, we got cut off there and Donnie's on his uh, phone now because he's got to go fix it. Um, so let's tie it off. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it, it really depends on you, depends on your situation. And uh, I guess consult your professional, myself or Donnie, whatever your thing is. Yeah. I can find more about you. Um, to find out more about me, teammangos.com. So T-E-A-M-M-A-N-G-O-S.com is uh, the hub for our info, but we, you know, like I said, I managed that, that program, that course, mangosmethod.com, which shows you how to get into the duplex, triplex world um, and do it in a financially responsible way and make a lot of money. And then I have, uh, yeah, Ken mentioned unresp. That's unresp.ca where I encourage everybody to stop contributing to your REFP, which are silly, silly investments and start considering um, real estate as an alternative for that. And I give many yeah. reasons as to why. Um, so that's, that's a bit about me. Um, I think Kenny and I both probably agree that it doesn't matter if you're going the new condo, if you're going the triplex route, you gotta get into the real estate investing world. If you do not, you will miss out on this like miraculous uh, gain you're gonna you're gonna possibly miss out on. So it's huge. Um, but it doesn't matter what you invest in, Kenny. We talked about leverage. Anything that you can buy when you're paying 20% of it and you're appreciating at 100% of its value is a great idea. And real estate is the only thing that you can do that with right now. So buying real estate is the answer. Sounds good. Anyway. Um, and I'm at torontomopoly.ca. We, uh, we have a podcast as well too, and so does Donnie. And um, yeah, we have a quarterly quarterly webinar, a quarterly uh, seminar as well, investment seminar. It tells you all about this stuff as well. So thanks for watching. Amazing. Thanks, Kenny. All right, buddy. Bye. Try safe. Bye. If you like what you just watched, don't forget to click to subscribe. We're on Apple iTunes and YouTube as well. And visit us at www.tronomonopoly.ca. Thanks for watching.